ഫോ the time and age that we are living in is known as the technology age this too is a ni'mat of allah taala but just as many things which are great bounties of allah taala if they are misused then that can create great problems great difficulties so likewise the technology that allah taala has blessed this is a ni'mat provided that this is used correctly one of the things that this technology has made happen in this time and age is that what used to be the case perhaps not too long ago maybe a century ago also and before that obviously or perhaps a little bit earlier than that somebody needed to send a message to someone in some distant place so now you would have to hire someone who would go on horseback and it might take sometimes weeks sometimes months before that person receives that message and if it was some distant part of the world in some other continent then that perhaps might never get there until maybe somebody is undertaking a journey along those best when otherwise that might never get there and now in one instant at the press of a button a person can get his message to maybe not one but sometimes hundreds sometimes more than that in a second in a moment so this has brought a lot of ease in communication but this ease in communication comes with these challenges also everybody has the opportunity now to say what he wants to a very wide audience in one moment all kinds of information is floating all over the place one is information in terms of what we will call knowledge everybody calls everything knowledge but not everything is necessarily knowledge and then this personal things so all this comes with a lot of responsibility if a person doesn't have the correct procedures in place how to deal with this information that he might cause harm to his deen that's the most serious thing and he might cause harm to his dunya also and he might cause harm to others as well so therefore it is extremely important that how does a person handle this information and how does he deal with the information because everything now has become so easy at the press of a button person is receiving something and he is just folding it somewhere 
This is just one of those things that it have no responsibility. It's not just one of those things, it's a very, very serious thing. So we need to understand this in the light of the teachings of Deen. How is this information meant to be handled? What is our responsibility in this regard? How does it affect us in terms of our Deen? This is a very important aspect. The first thing about this information is, especially in the time that we are in, unfortunately a good time, good amount of time of people's day goes around in reading the gossip of the whole world. Because everybody is so deeply linked up in all kinds of social media platforms that the whole world's gossip is just flying around. And if you think about it, the amount of time is spent in the day that is just in reading idle gossip. One is idle talk, that's bad enough. One is gossip, then now it's a very severe thing. How much of time goes in that? And what does that do to the heart of a person in terms of the darkness that it creates because this is sin? In any case, this information that comes around, to start off with, if a person just cuts it at the root, don't even be involved in all these kind of things that bring about all this news into the person's life. That will be the best thing to do. But nevertheless, something comes around. What is the first responsibility? The first responsibility is, does this concern me? Does it have any bearing on me? If I don't even read this, will it affect me in any way? So 99% of the time it won't affect us. 99% of the time it doesn't bother or concern us in any way. It is just something about somebody which doesn't have any bearing on us. So in this situation, the thing to do is not even to read it. Why should a person even read it? Why should he clutter his mind and heart with things that don't concern him? In the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah says, مِنْ حُسْنِ إِسْلَامِ الْمَرْءِ تَرْكُهُ مَا لَا That it is the beauty of a person's Islam. Can we imagine beauty? Everybody is running and chasing after beauty in this dunya. But what about the beauty of deen? Nabi Islam is saying that the beauty of a person's Islam is that he leaves out things that don't concern him. He doesn't get involved in it. He doesn't have anything to do with it. He's far away from it. Things that don't concern him, he has nothing to do with it. He's away from it. So if this is not something that concerns us in any way, we don't even bother reading it. Now the person is going to read it, and then now that's going to start creating some thoughts in his mind. He's going to start harboring some ill feelings, and often this is just gossip. It's sometimes, and most of the time, not even uh, correct. If there is some truth in it, there's sometimes more untruths in it. Or if there is something reality, then there's a lot of exaggeration also involved in it. And now, unnecessarily a person's heart and mind, rather than being occupied in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, even the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala becomes occupied with these kind of futile things. The person is in salah, instead of concentrating on his salah, he's thinking about what he read. He's making sajda, and those thoughts are in his mind. So why did he bring this musibat upon him? So to start off with, don't even read it. Then, if supposing that there is some bearing on him, in some way or the other it does concern him, the extremely important thing is to verify information. Not just, a person just takes it at face value. Something just came, he just swallows it as it came, 
and now he is acting upon it, making decisions on that. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Taala gives us a very, very clear directive in this regard. Allah Taala says, "Ya yuhalladina amanu, in jaakum fasiqum binaba in fatabayyanu." That if an unreliable person has come to you with some information, fatabayyanu, verify it. First, check the authenticity of it. How correct is this? Now it happens in so many situations. The Quran Sharif says, if a person who is a fasiq, an unreliable person, the thing is, without harboring any suspicion about anybody, and never looking down upon anyone, one should take the caution of verifying every information. Very often it happens that somebody says, well, I thought the person was reliable, and therefore I acted on the information. Very much later I came to know that it was a fabrication, or he had misunderstood something, or he had been doing something for his own agenda. It happens in the workplace, it happens in families, it happens in so many situations. That somebody for his own agenda is doing something, now he is making some, one story he got from somewhere, some piece of information he got from somewhere, he is using that now for his own agenda. It happens all the time. Allah Ta'ala is saying to us that, فَتَبَيَّنُوا Verify first. أَنْتُصِيبُوا قَوْمًا بِجَهَالًا let it not be that then you harm somebody out of ignorance. You acted on that information, you didn't verify it, you had no idea of how correct it is, you made decisions on that, and now you are as a result causing harm to people out of this ignorance. And then you would be regretful over what you did, by that time the damage is done. You'll get to know about it much later, that well actually what I acted on was wrong. But now the damage is done. How are you going to undo the damage? Allah Ta'ala gives us a very clear directive. This ayat of the Quran Sharif was revealed upon an incident that happened in the time of Rasulullah There was one tribe, the Banu Mustaliq tribe. They came into Islam. Their leader, Harith radiallahu ta'ala, he was the leader. He had come, accepted Islam, then he invited his people. They came to Islam. So he came to Rasulullah and having expressed his Islam, etc., whatever he had to learn, then he made an agreement that, okay, on certain dates, the person who is, whoever the Rislaasa may send, can come, and we will have the zakat of our people all collected and ready for this person to come and collect it and take it away. So Nabi Rislaasa, on the appointed, appointed day, he sent Walid bin Uqba, radiallahu ta'ala, that you go and receive the zakat of this people and bring it and come. In any case, he leaves. These people were out of that joy that now we have come into Islam, and then on top of that, what a wonderful thing that Allah Ta'ala has now given us this tawfiq, this opportunity, we should discharge and fulfill this great obligation of deen, this zakat. And then the envoy of Rasulullah is coming to receive it. Out of this happiness, they knew the appointed date, they came on the outskirts to wait for the person to come, so that they may receive him, welcome him, as a kind of ikram and respect to the envoy of Rasulullah So now they came on the outskirts, they're waiting. There was no cell phone at that time, obviously, to now say, I'm ten minutes away. So they're waiting. Now this person, as he's on his way, he comes closer, from the distance you can see this group of people standing out there. Now suddenly something runs in his mind. What runs in his mind? That in the times of Jahiliya, before Islam, there were some 
issues between himself and the Banu Mustalik tribe. Now nobody else was aware of it. Nabi Islam appointed him to go and bring it and come. Now at this time, he is a Muslim already, they are Muslims. But now suddenly this old thought crossed his mind that there were these issues between the bad blood running between myself and these people. And these people are just new in Islam. It is not, is this not the situation that perhaps they are just waiting for this opportunity to now settle the old score? So these people, maybe some of the people of the tribe are standing out there, not everybody, but some of them heard I'm coming, they're waiting to pounce on me. Now this thought crossed his mind. He thought about this and he took a U-turn and came back. Now he came back, Nabi Islam asked him what happened, he says, well these people it seems like they are not genuine. Some of them have reneged. They were waiting there to attack me. Nabi Islam was very upset about this. But then he first sent Khalid bin Walid with an army and he said, you go, you encamp first outside. Don't take any action before you verify the situation. You first go and verify it. So Khalid bin Walid now comes, he encamps outside a distance away, sends a few people quietly to go and investigate the matter. They come the next morning, they say, we have looked at these people very well. They are sincere Muslims, we've heard their azan, we've seen their salah. There is no problem with them. Now in the meantime, as Khalid comes back, the leader of the tribe also, they waited, they saw nobody came, they went away, the leader got concerned, what happened. In the meantime, he comes to Rasulullah he also reaches. Nabi Islam asked him, that, what about the zakat? He says, that we waited for your envoy, he never came. Nabi Islam says that everything else is fine, he says, we have no other issue. Now this whole thing came to light, that this was in the mind of this person. He just merely assumed this. And on this assumption, he made this deduction. He came to this conclusion. Whereas this was all just in his mind. Now this was on the occasion on which now the Sahaba went through this learning curve. They learned the lesson once, they learned it for life. Unlike us, sometimes we are taught something for life, we still didn't practice on it once. But this was the Sahaba, the Quran Sharif came down to teach them that. The eyes of the Qur'an Sharif Allah Ta'ala revealed that if somebody comes to you with information, verify it. Otherwise you might start taking action, start doing things which later you would regret very dearly. But by that time the damage is done. What are you going to do now to undo the damage? So this is the very first and most important thing that a person when he's dealing with information, he must verify it. Very often it happens in families. Somebody will just make, make some statement. Somebody else will relate that statement according to his understanding of what was said. The third person now will hear that. He will pass it on to the fourth person with his own footnotes on it. And now when the fifth person hears it, who might be the senior of the family, he is enraged, he is now terribly upset. He already starts making calls and nowadays in this time and age that we are, there's already something sent out, some message sent out, please don't enter my house again. And if I pass away, don't get in my janazah also. I've got nothing to do with you. And now this person is shocked. What happened? He says, no, I don't hear anything. I already know everything. He says, but what is the problem? He says, I don't hear the problem from you. I already know your problem. But there was no verification of where this thing started off from. But already there's the declaration to the extent that don't attend my janazah, Raman. And I've got nothing to do with you. You are no more my son. And whatever else. Out of what? Out of something that was incorrect to start off with, no truth in the matter, 
Oh, it was a half-truth, Allah knows best, whatever it was. So this verification of that information. In the time of Rasulullah there was a major incident that took place. And on that occasion, many ayat of Suratul Hujarat were revealed. On whole ruku of the Quran Sharif was revealed. And this has the very, very basic etiquette with regards to information. Because if this information is mishandled, then one of the major things that it does, it breaks relationships. And for us, sometimes this is a small thing. Whereas in deen, this is such a major thing, that perhaps something is so severe as breaking relationships. In Surah Hujrat is the whole ruku regarding the incident when Hazrat Sayyidah Aisha anha was slandered. It's a lengthy incident, we probably have heard it many times. The Munafiqeen spread some rumor and slandered her personality. But then again the same information gets passed on from one to the next. This was primarily the mischief of the munafiqeen, but some sincere Muslims got caught up in it. Because they heard it from one person, then heard it from the second person, then heard it from the third person. Now sometimes five people told me the same thing, it must be true. Whereas there's often no truth in it. So they ended up also passing on that information. Which was wrong. In any case, eventually Allah Ta'ala revealed this whole ruku of the Quran Sharif. Now there are several ayat in this, in this whole ruku, which give the guidelines. One ayat Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَوْلَا إِسْتَمِعْتُمُوهُ لَوْلَا إِسْتَمِعْتُمُوهُ ذَنَّ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتُ بِأَنفُسِهِمْ خَيْرًا When you heard this, it came to your ears, why didn't the believers have a good thoughts of their fellow Muslims? Because you got no, re- no idea of what the reality of this situation is, how correct it is. The first reaction of a Muslim is to think good of his fellow Muslim. Because he's got no other idea. Why must he jump to a negative conclusion? Because something came to me at, on social media and somebody just forwarded it and just said, well, forwarded as received. So that person too is absolved of any obligation. No, he's not absolved of obligation. That forwarded as received, that disclaimer doesn't absolve the person of that obligation. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, Kafabil mar'i kadiban. That this too is enough to declare a person as a liar in the court of Allah Ta'ala. That he too will be counted as a liar. That he related everything he heard. Whatever came in his ears, and nowadays whatever came on that screen, he's just sending forwarded as received. He'll become a liar if that information that he forwarded was a lie. So one person lied, that person is a liar. This person forwarded the lie, he's a liar. Now the sin of lying came on him also. So now because somebody said it, and the next person said it, and the third person said it, that still doesn't allow us to start harboring any negative thoughts. Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَوْ لَا إِسْتَمِعْتُمُوهُ ظَنَّ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتُ بِأَنفُسِمْ خَيْرًا فَقَالُوا هَذَا إِفْكُمْ مُبِينٌ He says, this is a clear lie. That's the first reaction. Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَوْ لَا إِسْتَمِعْتُهُ سَمِعْتُمُوهُ قُلْتُمْ مَا يَكُونُ لَنَا أَن نَتَكَلَّمَ بِهَذَا سُبْحَانَكَ هَذَا بُهْتَانٌ عَظِيمٌ When this came to your ears and you started now getting this information, why didn't you say we don't have any right to speak about it? Now somebody starts speaking about it, do we stop him there? Do we say to him that do you have any verification of this? Why are you speaking about it? 
He has no right to speak about it. مَا يَكُونُ لَنَا أَن نَتَكَلَّمَ بِهَذَا سُبْحَانَكَ هَذَا بُهْتَانٌ عَظِيمٌ This is a major slander, clear slander. Then Allah Ta'ala further says, اِسْتَلَقَّوْنَهُ بِأَلْسِنَتِكُمْ وَتَقُولُونَ بِأَفْوَاهِكُمْ مَا لَيْسَ لَكُمْ بِهِ عِلْمٌ وَتَحْسَبُونَهُ هَيِّنَا وَهُوَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ عَظِيمٌ And when you started disseminating this with your mouths, and when you started saying what you had no knowledge about, but then the other very important part Allah Ta'ala says, وَتَحْسَبُونَهُ هَيِّنَا You took it as a trivial thing. You didn't make any, didn't think of it as anything serious. تَحْسَبُونَهُ هَيِّنَا وَهُوَ عِنَّ اللَّهِ عَظِيمٌ Whereas in the court of Allah Ta'ala, it's a very severe matter. We just took it as something, well, what, what was the big deal in it? I just said something. I didn't do anything more than that. One person passed some allegations about his neighbor. And then that allegation started going around, spread far and wide. So the neighbor came and complained to the Qazi. Happened many, many, perhaps centuries ago. The Qazi summoned this person. Say, how could you do this? So this old person now was a little bit confused that in his ignorance, that what wrong did I do? And he was like sort of challenging this, that I did nothing wrong. In order to teach him a lesson, the Qazi told him, okay, you write something down, made him write something down on a piece of paper, few lines, whatever he made him write. So then, okay, now you go home, and on your way, you, you tear this up into small pieces, on your way, you keep throwing one piece everywhere. One piece here, one piece, small, small pieces, little bits of paper. And you come back tomorrow. So in any case, this person did as he was told, he shredded a small piece of paper, made small pieces of it, and as he's walking now, kept on dropping one, one small piece everywhere. The next day when he came, the Qazi asked him, you did as I told you, he said, yes. He said, now go fetch all that and come. Fetch all that and come, how can I do this? Small little bits of paper, something flew away somewhere, something got lost in the drain, something got picked up on somebody's shoe, where are going to find all these pieces of paper? So that's exactly what you did. You've spread some information. And now even if you stand up and say, I retracted, where are you going to retract? That went through to so many different people, you are retracting in front of 10 people, 2,000 people got it already. And some people will never get to know about your retraction. So what good your retraction did? So now coming to retract doesn't undo the damage. So Allah is saying, وَتَحْسَبُونَهُ هَيِّنَا You regard it as trivial, what I did? I just spoke something. But what are the effects of this? وَهُوَ اللَّهِ عَظِيمٌ In dunya it does serious damage also. In the court of Allah Ta'ala it's very severe also. And Allah Ta'ala further says, لَوْلَا جَاءُوا عَلَيْهِ بِأَرْبَعَةِ شُهَدَاءِ That the slander that they made, why didn't they bring four witnesses and come? فَإِذْلَمْ يَأْتُوا بِشُهَدَاءِ فَأُولَائِكَ عِنَّ اللَّهِ هُمُ الْكَاذِبُونَ They came without witnesses, they are the liars. This is how Shariat will treat them. They are the liars. And further Allah Ta'ala says that إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يُحِبُّونَ أَن تَشِيعَ الْفَاحِشَةُ فِي الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ That those who love to spread immorality among the believers now there are various ways of spreading this immorality many different forms of it one is for example since we're talking about this technology and how everything happens on the press of a button many people are of this habit of sending all kinds of immoral material sharing this is not this sharing is not caring this sharing is destroying destroying us destroying our dunya destroying our akhirat and destroying other people's morality also 
Many people over this, they're sharing immoral material, vile things, and they take enjoyment out of it. Lurid jokes. This is putting some, some kind of, one person, as he explained it, one is the immorality and the vice, that a person, the terrible sin of looking at filth and haram on his phone, etc., which is a serious thing, and then somebody else sees it in their mind. Somebody is watching this filth on some screen, and somebody is watching it in their mind. This is obviously a worse sin. This is engaging the eyes also in that haram, and so many other things. But this is not anything less also. This filth in the mind is not anything less. Now by sending all this immoral things and this vice and this filth, he is now putting this thought in the next person's mind. Now that person is going to engage in this, he will be responsible for it. Together with that, this is the fahisha as well, this immorality. That a person now is just passing on any kind of information and causing mischief as a result. All this is part of this vice. Allah Ta'ala says, لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ That for them is a dreadful punishment fit dunya in this world and in the hereafter. Now there are few things where this kind of warning is given that the punishment of this will come first in dunya already. What is in the akhirat is later. Many things the warning is of the akhirat. But there are few things where the warning is of dunya already. The punishment will come in dunya. For example, disobedience to parents. This is mentioned that the result of this will come in dunya first. Likewise, the spreading of immorality. Now many times something happens and people then ask, but I don't know what wrong I did. I don't know what wrong I did. If you look back, we'll find many wrongs. But just that we can't see because of our eyes being closed to the realities. We can't see the link. What immorality I spread somewhere? And what is the result now? But the link is not so obvious, but it's there. Allah Ta'ala already gave it to us. لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ So this is a very very important thing that we have to understand how we handle this information. This information can cause untold damage, let alone damage in dunya, it will cause untold damage to us in akhirat as well. Once one incident took place, we'll finish off on this, in the time of Rasulullah wasallam, where this rumor spread that Nabi Islam has divorced his wives. This message came along and Hazrat Umar heard about it. He immediately rushed to the masjid. He came to the masjid, he sees some sahaba sitting in one corner crying and some are somewhere else sitting in grief. So he kept quiet, he didn't say anything. He came straight to where Rasulullah was, separately in one room. So he asked for permission and he came. So let me incident by the crux of it. After some conversation, he asked Nabi Sallallahu Did you really divorce your wife? Nabi Sassim said, no, I haven't done any such thing. So he said, can I go out and tell everybody that this is the reality? He said, by all means, go out. He came to the door of the masjid and he proclaimed loudly that Nabi Sassim has not divorced his wife. Now that cleared the whole matter of everybody. On that occasion, Allah Ta'ala revealed an ayat. That, وَإِذَا جَاءَهُمْ أَمْرٌ مِّنَ الْأَمْنِ أَوِ الْخَوْفِ أَذَاعُوبِ That as soon as some message of any, any safety or fear comes, they immediately just start spreading it without any verification. Our understanding, like there's a funeral message, now people just start sending it out without verifying is this correct. If it is correct, nowadays things happen at the press of a button through social media, did the immediate family even get to know about it? It has happened so many times. 
Somebody sent out a funeral message because they got to know about it first. And very often that button is being pressed, I must be the first one to do it. I was the one who gave the message. That's like on an ego trip. And the immediate family had not yet heard about it. That message didn't come to them. And now they're getting it through one social media message. Can you imagine what kind of situation that is? The person hearing about his immediate, some brother, some father, Allah knows best, whatever happened. And now he's getting it through some social media message, my father passed away. My brother passed away. What shock comes to that person? Now, how irresponsible this is to do this. So likewise, that Allah Ta'ala says, they just publicize it without any care. Whereas, Rasul Had they referred it to the Rasul of Allah Sallallahu And Nabi Sallallahu was to remain in dunya for a limited time. Thereafter, To the people of authority. Those who are able to verify it. Then they would have brought it out, the truth from the, from the source. In this ayat of the Quran Sharif, there's a very broad message, which the Mufassirin explains. That this is, there's many details to it, but the time is already up. That this is not only pertaining to this kind of information, but the people of authority refer also to the people of knowledge, true knowledge. Something new comes about, somebody hears something new, some ideology, some new kind of practice is coming in, something else. Somebody is now saying something very, in a very eloquent manner, but we've never heard about this before. The important thing at that time is to refer it to people of true knowledge and inquire from them first. Don't just take things at face value because it sounded very good. To first authenticate it, to verify it, how correct this is. Ibn Sirin rahimahullah, his statement has been endorsed and Imam Tirmidhi rahimahullah quotes this. This knowledge is deen. Beware of who you take it from. Don't take it from anywhere and anywhere. First check the authenticity of it. May Allah wa ta'ala give us the topic.